Ah, my beloved listeners, how are you doing? I hope you're doing good. I hope on this very, very day you have had an amazing day and had some time left to listen to this amazing podcast once again, this amazing series that we're going through and that are um, talks and interviews that I'm having with people that I personally find amazingly interesting. And therefore, I've asked them to join me so that I can clear my doubts and satisfy my curiosity. Um, today I have uh, Chaim, 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 I'm sorry for saying that wrong. Uh, and he joined me today to uh, tackle the question about breathing uh, within martial arts, breathing for competitors, breathing while you're training, breathing in general, and it's something that's so important. And uh, is is the kind of thing that if you if I mention it to you, then you're going to start paying attention to it. And should you should you pay attention to your breathing constantly, or should it be something that occurs naturally? Are you having the good posture to breathe? Are you breathing at the maximum capacity? I remember watching videos of Hickson Gracing doing special breathing techniques, and I know that uh, Olympians and high level competitors. They have that in their training. And so why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we live a better life? Through breathing. Leaving each breath at a time. You have to be a warrior in every breath you take. You live life with every breath you take. Like the police said. With every breath you take. With every move you make. I'll be watching you. Doesn't make sense. Good. I also want to thank for this special episode. I want to thank Browse, Browse Europe for, uh, man, for being awesome. Uh, the products are amazing. The things that they bring out and the geese and the rash guards they bring out are top-notch quality. Plus, plus, if you have a conscious, they also help the environment. They're up with projects about helping people. They help, they help clean the ocean. Uh, it's it's just amazing. I mean, it's having a company that is conscious about the world. It just just makes a difference, you know. And I hope you have a conscious too. I hope that when you're wearing brows, I hope you feel satisfied that you yourself have been helping to make the world a better place. Which also means that if you're wearing anything else, you're a destructive monster. I wanted to also add to that, <laughs> taking the opportunity uh, to thank Apex, Apex Predators. They have amazing gear. They, they're more focused on MMA. Uh, their stuff is super good looking. It's super cool. Uh, personal friends of mine, so I know that the products that they deliver are very, very nice. And they're made with extreme amount of love. Um, both of them have coupon codes out uh, for you listeners. So for Browse... If you're interested, there is Kali15. You can check it out on their website. You you put in Kali15, you get a 15% discount. And on Apex Predators, there's also a coupon. I also want to tell you guys about uh, Clifford. He was here on the he was here on the uh, on the podcast, and he had also some amazing stuff to share with us. He's uh, if you want uh, anything, check him out on Instagram in first place. And if you're interested in juices. And juicing, not that kind of juicing, you, 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 you meatheads, other kind of juicing, juices, detox juices and detox stuff. Then there's a link on here for you to check out his stuff. That's amazing. 
Guys, I hope you enjoyed this amazing podcast. I hope you are conscious of your thinking. And I hope you have an amazing day and an amazing podcast. So are your listeners out there? Oos. Sometimes I I was saying sometimes I hear shit. People say stuff that I cut them off and I'm like, like don't talk. Don't don't say a word anymore. Put on the put on the headphones, get the mic mm. and let's sit and for this. My mic just died. You got food sweat. Yes. It's a I told you man, it's a it's an old mic. And I have to I have to get new ones. That's how much we talked. I talked so much on these things already that it's it's getting they're getting old and I need to change them and all that stuff, but it's fine. There is a difference between breathing techniques and training, I think. So and skills. That's what you're Yeah. There is a difference between breathing exercises and breathing skills. Hmm. If I put it simply, breathing exercises allow you to use those breathing skills better. And a breathing skill is paying attention, being aware uh, of what type of activity you're doing and knowing how to breathe to support that specific activity so that you put your body into a state, your mind into a state that's perfect for the given activity that you're doing. That's a that's a skill. That's not an exercise. And exercises, breathing exercises, enable you to do to do those skills better. Does that make sense? Yes. 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 So, if I give an example, uh, a breathing exercise could be uh, diaphragmatic breathing. You put two hands on either side of the lower ribs. And you breathe into your diaphragm. Yeah. You breathe in, expand. You breathe out. You compress, breathe in, expand, breathe out, compress. That's an exercise. And now you're actually pushing with your hands or not? A little bit, a little yeah. bit of resistance. A little bit of resistance. It's more about creating the neurological connection to your diaphragm um, so that you can kind of internally tell yourself, this is what I'm supposed to be breathing with. This is what I'm supposed to be breathing with. Your brain starts to pick up and then you can transfer that exercise yeah. and build it into a skill to when you get into a stressful situation, for example. Uh, you know that when you breathe with your diaphragm, you will be less uh, affected by the stress you feel during that moment. Mm. So then a skill is breathing with your diaphragm. But you're not going to stand there most of the time. You could do it. You're not going to stand there with your hands on either side of your ribs and be like, I'm breathing through my diaphragm right now. Mm. It should be a, it should be a skill at that point to know I'm in a stressful situation and my body is in a too stressed state that doesn't fit the the activity that I'm doing. Let me calm my body down a little bit. Breathe through my diaphragm. Breathe a little bit slower. And the more you do it, the more you'll do it. <laughs> I love that. The more you do it, the more you'll do it. Beautiful. Yeah. Is there anything? Is there another exercise you have in your mind, or is it better to actually acquire the skills and then the exercise? Well, you can't do the the skills if you don't exercise them, of course. Yeah. So you know. I mean, 
I think the the most important thing is to uh, build kind of like a foundation uh, and just a general understanding of uh, what breeding really is and mm. uh, how you quote unquote should breed. Yeah. Uh, and once you understand how you should breed, then you can start incorporating exercises. Um, but sh- pretty much off the bat, you can also incorporate some skills. It's not that hard to breed a little slower. That's something everybody can do quote-unquote everybody because some people have so fast breeding they're yeah. so panicky all the time so stressed all the time so they're shallow as sh- well. very shallow breeding exactly uh, for them it could be very hard to uh, breed slow for example yeah. because of the fact that when you breed slower uh, carbon dioxide co2 levels start rising in the blood mm. and co2 is your main stimulus to breathe it's not oxygen mm-hmm. That should be clear too. Um, Wait, so it's not, it's not oxygen that makes me breathe. It's the lack thereof. No, it's not even the lack thereof. It's the buildup of CO2. That exactly. Yes, this is called the Bohr effect. B O H R. For anyone mm-hmm. that wants to look it up, um, it's a Danish scientist that found it found it out in uh, 1900 something that uh, we need CO2 present in our blood. Hmm for our hemoglobin, which is a protein found in our blood, to transport, not no, sorry, not to transport the oxygen, but to exchange it in our cells. So let me simplify it. You take Please, a, because I feel yeah. like a chimpanzee right now. <laughs> so when you take a breath in, yeah. when you take a breath in, you take in air into your lungs, into your first your nose, then it goes down your throat, And it branches out smaller and smaller until it gets to the far end of your lungs, essentially, which uh, uh, you find alveoli, little air sacs. Yeah. And uh, everyone has this. Uh, and these little air sacs are what transports oxygen from outside to inside. Basically, it gives the oxygen to the bloodstream. Yeah. Once it enters the bloodstream, it's uh, get l- it gets loaded onto a thing called hemoglobin. Yeah which is a, a transport system. It's a, it's a small protein found in the blood. So the oxygen get lo- gets loaded onto the hemoglobin, then travels throughout your body, goes to your cells, whichever one is needed uh, in oxygen, whichever one needs more oxygen. Every cell needs oxygen, but uh, yeah. So it goes to the cell. Yes. Once it's at the cell, uh, the hemoglobin kind of scans the cell or asks the cell, hey, Do you have some CO2 there for me? Mm. If the cell says, I don't got CO2 for you right now, the hemoglobin takes the oxygen back up and you breathe it out again. Mm. Um, if it goes to the cell with the oxygen and there's CO2 present, then they do an exchange. The hemoglobin says, okay, I take yes. the CO2, you take the oxygen. Mm. And then you breathe a little bit of CO2 out. Okay, I just learned biology. I'm amazed. I mean, man, I love it when I I invite people over and they make me feel like an idiot. I, it's amazing, literally, because then I know, like, God, I'm really learning. Yeah, and this That's is just a simple explanation. Like, uh, so basically, so basically, what Wim Hof does is hyperoxygenate your cells. Yeah, but then there's no exchange happening anymore. Exactly. So you're breathing in oxygen and breathing out oxygen yes. at the same time. And uh, to get back to our first question, or one of the first ones, 
which is what people do wrong in uh, competition uh, areas, competition uh, venues. They do this, they hyperventilate. And mm. what happens? Oh, you're not supposed to hyperventilate, even on purpose. I mean... Is, is that actually better to hyperventilate or... It's I would, what would be the what would be the opposite of hyperventilate? Not the opposite, but the the ideal. So the opposite of hyperventilation is hypoventilation, which is uh, very healthy for humans. It's mm-hmm. basically breathing less than your met- metabolism uh, requires. Yeah. Uh, that doing that allows your body to be a little bit more tolerant for uh, higher CO two levels, and mm-hmm. uh, the more higher CO two levels your body can tolerate the less it has to breathe at any level of uh, given exertion. Okay. So uh, th- this is a good example. You see two people walking on the street. They're just they're both walking. Uh, and they're coming towards you and one of these people is breathing very heavy. And you see the other one can't even hear them. Can't even hear them. Intuitively you know which person is unhealthier than the other. Right? Funny thing, right? Funny thing that we already automatically know, like this person is out of breath. Either he ran or goddamn his yeah. his his healthy shit. And the person who's breathing very fast with very low level of exertion or even at rest has very, very poor CO two tolerance. Alright. And the lower your CO two tolerance is, the worse your breathing will be. The worse your CO two tolerance, the less you'll start using your diaphragm. The worse your CO2 tolerance, the faster you're br- you will be breathing. The less oxygen your brain gets, the less oxygen your cells get. Digestion gets affected. Any other system in your body gets affected. Everything becomes like a roller coaster of disaster if you don't have at least adequate CO2 tolerance. <clears throat> let's let's keep the competition scenario yeah. alive yeah. in in the sense of. If if I go into a competition scenario, what makes me breathe badly? Is it the fact that I'm breathing badly that I'm becoming anxious of the fight? Or is the anxiety because I'm in an anxious situation? You walk, everybody walks into a competition setting, that you immediately are hit. I don't know if if people feel the same way, but I am even if I'm just coaching, mm-hmm. I just hit this wall yeah. of, of of energy that is in a in a in a jujitsu competition, you just feel it immediately. The people like everybody's so stressed out, everybody is so in adrenaline mode and everything like that. The moment you walk in, you can feel the energy on inside. So I usually walk through this veil is the best way, like the thick curtain that in their breath breathing is harder. Uh, people's energies are like bombarding me. I even have like yeah. this two three minutes where I have to acclimate. Yeah, and if you have a if you have a venue that doesn't care about air quality, it yeah. means that there's more CO two in that room. It's hotter there. It's always hotter there in a yeah. competition, right? And uh, heat attracts CO two. So uh, if you walk into a venue, it's very hot there, and we're coming back to CO two tolerance. If you, there's already more CO two carbon dioxide in that venue mm-hmm. because of the fact that it's very hot. People are sweating, and heat attracts CO2. And then the, the, the level of CO2 is higher in the room, so it's going to be higher in your blood too. Mm-hmm. If your body's not adjusted to that, you're going to feel panicky. And um, it goes both ways, by the way. Uh, you could either feel very stressed in your mind, and your body becomes very stressed, or your body is very stressed, and then your mind gets very stressed. Usually it happens at the same time. 
Okay. Yeah. There is um, a nice little quote that comes from... Give me a sec. Andrew Huberman. Mm. Everybody that likes podcasts like and likes science a little bit, yep. they're, they're going to know yeah. what I'm talking about. And he mentioned that um, the mind cannot calm down the mind. Not 100% agreeing with him in this instance, but his theory goes that you cannot use the mind to control the mind. You need outside tools. Would you say that the breathing techniques that you're bringing out and the breathing skills you get is considered an outside tool to get you into that perfect, calm mindset to go into a competition? Yes. If you consider your mind to be your inside real estate, for example, and your body being the external one, mm-hmm. uh, you can you can alter your breathing to get you into the state that you want to be in. No right. That's the beauty of the breath. You, whatever Whatever you're doing... There's always a way of breathing that fits the activity that you're doing. Is it best to disassociate mind from body and then use that as an external to an internal kind of situation or not? Um, No, I think it's best uh, to realize that the mind and body are only separate in thought, not in reality. That's a good one. Which actually reinforces what I believe in, and that is that the mind can control the mind, <laughs> in a way. Um, Ask yourself this. Ooh, I like these. I like these. Can a knife cut itself? Mm. That's a good question. If it was long enough? <laughs> I'm making, I'm already going into where's the assumption. This is uh, this is a thing called. Uh, this feels zen. Yeah, exactly. This, this, this is what zen masters uh, used to ask their students. These yeah. are questions that cannot be answered with your mind. Yeah. So you're gonna go either a wall, yeah, or you accept the fact that you can't answer the question. And the trick is to accept that it doesn't answer. I love I love thought experiments. I can't tell you with words. I can't. I love these thought experiments. I love Zen thought experiments and I love the other ones. Usually helps too when I'm uh, in a competition setting to give myself one of these, you know, like mm. uh, it's the sound of one hand clapping. Mm. And, uh, those exactly. things. Beautiful, man. Coming back to, we were talking about hyper and hippo. Yep. We said that hyperoxygenation is basically what Wim Hof does. Which has to some extent. To yes. some extent, it's yeah. there's the sequence that the well, the most famous one. I never looked too deep into it. Actually, I read about his story, heard it. Then I looked into a couple of his breathing techniques, and it's basically like hyperventilate. Yeah, um, which causes, like, I think, hyperoxygenation. Yeah, but essentially if you hyperventilate, and mm-hmm. if we dissect the word hyperventilation, hyper uh, in this regard means too much, ventilation means breathing. Mm-hmm. Hyperventilation, breathing too much. Uh, what happens exactly, what you said, in uh, hyperventilation techniques is you take in all the oxygen that you can, basically. Mm-hmm. But you don't absorb it. You don't use it within your body. You just breathe it out again. Uh, when you do these Wim Hof rounds, for example, uh, round one, your uh, oxygen saturation could be 
Normally it's between 95 and 99. Uh, you can buy these uh, pulse oximeters, very cheap, 20 bucks, got a good one. Uh, you can measure it. Second round, uh, it could drop to uh, 80, 70. And we're already talking about, um, in comparison, that's like 3,000 meters of height in a mountain in terms Ooh. of oxygen uh, saturation. Third round, you do it again. Uh, you can even go as low as below 60. And um, <clears throat> if you go below 60, you have a risk of passing out because then your body's like, we got to get you to uh, stop doing this, basically, yeah. in some way. Probably not explaining it correctly, but that's essentially what happens when you do hyperventilation techniques. I, I, I recognize it. I recognize it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and this this is exactly what I saw people doing five, <laughs> ten minutes before their match. <laughs> it's like, and what are you doing? Yeah, Calm like, down. I would only do it if I've spent five to ten years of paying attention to my body, mm-hmm. knowing exactly what's going on internally with my nerves, my nervous system, how to navigate it, Maybe then I would uh, do Wim Hof before a fight. But what you're doing when you do uh, hyperventilation before a fight, before a match, you go onto the mat with so much oxygen that your body cannot use. It's not bioavailable for your body because when you hyperventilate, you breathe out all your CO2. Everything Mm -hmm. goes out the window. So like the story, like we said, if you don't have CO2 present, oxygen doesn't get absorbed. What then would be a correct breathing for competition people? Something that uh, allows you to connect yourself to the present moment, create present moment awareness and create a balance between your sympathetic fight and flight and parasympathetic rest and digest nervous systems. Mm -hmm. Because then you're not too tense but you're also not too relaxed alright I'm gonna have to stop because there's three things you could you talk about why it's necessary for the rest and digest and the parasympathetic no your sympathetic nervous system and your parasympathetic nervous system and you need to connect those to find a balance there right basically you need to connect to uh, what's the center of those two things and um, that's your center do you have a metaphor for those yet or not I'm I love the scientific part mm-hmm. of things but I've realized that through teaching the metaphor sticks to people's heads and that's what they take into into let's say like this the thought experiment is yeah. what takes them yeah, yeah. What, what what sticks to them longer you know mm-hmm because yeah. I know we're there's guys going out there like Paris what <laughs> exactly okay 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 I got you I got you yeah it's very simple you just uh, stop yourself from being too relaxed and stop yourself from for from being too tense and uh, find the center that holds those two two strings together two strings yeah mm, interesting two str- the two strings one being relaxation and the other one being alertness or uh, stress or activation, let's say. All right. How yeah. would you describe those? Is there a feeling behind you choosing strings as the example? Honestly, I, it's very hard to uh, find the right words for it because words can't really grasp 
what I'm talking they, about, you they know. They don't do justice. To they you. don't do justice. Well, exactly. how, how close can we get? <laughs> how close can we get? I think with the strings, man. That's uh, yeah. Yeah. So let's say that one of the strings is high tension. Yeah. And the other one is relaxation. And just floating around. If just I would actually visualize strings in a certain way, and I want to be at the center point yes. of both strings. Mm-hmm. My body already wants to go there. You understand? Yeah. So when you say these things, my, my mind already wants to find where that is. Mm-hmm. Don't but try to look for it with your mind, though. Yes, that is the fucked up part. Because the more you think about it, the more you get stressed out because you're not going to find it. Yeah. And it's you, you don't really get there with your mind, but also not without it. I mean, again, it's like um, your center, basically the, the place you can find if you go a little bit beyond your thoughts and go into your body, dive into your body, dive into your, the feelings, the sensations that you feel, mm-hmm. you're going to find some type of center there. You can't really put words to it. But if you can hold your attention there, yeah. then you can start to uh, pay attention to what, what's required of you in the present moment. Should I be a little bit more tense or should I be a little bit more relaxed? And then you can start surfing. Mm. I get it. I get it, but I don't know how to explain it in a, or put it into words. Maybe because I'm too lazy and I haven't thought about it in a specific if it, way. If you take the, the yin-yang sing, symbols. The yeah, one the on one you're wearing. Right now. Yeah. yeah. Let's say that I'm not uh, completely sure which, which one is which one, but <laughs> you have the, the black drop and the white drop. So yin is white, yang is black. Thanks. So it's, uh, yeah. And in the in the center is kind of what what you should be looking for to be able to uh, apply both, right? Yeah. So you want to be in the in the threshold of both. Yes. That's interesting. I know what you mean because I know how to get there once I'm in a fight, where I usually get into a fight way too relaxed, and then I get how do I say this? I get my first moment of you get welcomed panic yeah <laughs> right and that's when everything because i'm so relaxed and the first moment of panic like stabilizes me in a way mm-hmm. then i'm fighting free yeah yeah but if i go to there in too much high intensity i can't come back down mm. so it's usually better for me to get in a little bit too relaxed get scared shitless yeah <laughs> and then drop back mm-hmm. down into a normal level yeah and that's different for everyone insane right some people uh, some people are able to go in very relaxed mm. but if you think about it if someone is able to go in very relaxed then that's their balance between those two strings it's not 50 50 it's a dynamic balance mm. as well I get it. if you have someone who feels just he needs to hype himself up slap himself in the face like i don't know what just get stressed and he feels good going into the mat like that that's his balance, his dynamic, his dance, right? Mm-hmm. And that's different for everyone. And it's not 50-50 in terms of uh, relaxation and, and uh, being tense. It's not 50-50. Because sometimes you have 20% relaxation, 80% activation. In your balance. That's a balance. Right. It's never 50-50. I was bringing 50-50 in my mind for some mm. reason. Yeah. It's because your mind thinks in 50-50s. Yeah. yeah. It's either or. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. 
that's how the, all the questions have been posed today like either or interesting stuff man super happy to be uh already able to talk about these things it's it's been something that's been on my mind for a while now to work more on my breath work is it more uh, cardiovascular exercises is it possible to do purely with uh, motionless breath work do you think that so instead of me going out running biking swimming and stuff like that is there a way to strengthen it 100 percent yeah sitting down 100 so i don't have to run anymore this is the fat person's dream thank you jesus hallelujah i knew it i always felt it and i knew it was right and here i have it yeah you <laughs> i'm joking guys go for a run please move your asses. so what happens when you run is that your body asks of you to create more energy and uh, usually you start breathing more and uh, you, you start running you start getting hot Carbon dioxide levels start rising, and the longer you run, maybe your oxygen level drops a little bit, slightly, not not significantly, but slightly. Um, and that happens while you're exercising. Uh, but you can create the same thing by holding your breath, by uh, sitting still. You can do certain techniques uh, where you hold your breath, and mm. the same thing happens. Oxygen levels drop. You can drop them a lot by uh, holding your breath. Mm. You can get down to uh, 80, 70 percent, and that's the equivalent of like four or five thousand meters height. Um, and actually, when you do them sitting still, your oxygen levels drop a little bit or a lot, depending on how strong you uh, do the breath holds. Yeah. These are breath holds on an exhalation, by the way, not on so an inhalation. You breathe out completely, yes, and then you hold, yes. Why does that feel so comfortable, by the way? Comfortable, yeah. There's, there's a certain kind of comfort in that. I like that question. Why does it feel comfortable to be at the end of your breath? Uh, if we come back to the two strings, inhalation could be one part of the string. Actually, exhalation could be the other part of the string. If you breathe mm -hmm. all out, there's a certain emptiness there, a void. Mm -hmm. And you can find a lot of peace there. It's kind of, that could be your center right there. That was the first name of the gym I ever got. There was Void. Because I kind of like... It came from the book uh, Five Rings by mm. Miyamoto Musashi. You love it. You have it here? I got it in my backpack. Now. Oh my God, you have the good stuff with you. I uh, read it a couple of times. And that empty, dead space where you find yourself in, right before an attack, mm. right before you do something, right before you react naturally that that is something that i try to have during and i feel that i have it more and more and more and more when i'm sparring with people mm -hmm. it's just that that moment yeah for some reason you're so accurate and you're so accurate and specific and it's at the end of a funny funny that it's at the end of a breath yeah it's um it could be in on the inhalation as well but if you exhale completely and you send like a signal of relaxation throughout your body mm you're gonna start feeling things like uh, that are p pretty hard to describe with words, you know. Mm. That's it, a point where you start hallucinating too. That's uh, I don't know. No, I don't think so. No, you, don't you can start hallucinating by doing hyperventilation, so breathing a lot. You can uh, get into some uh, interesting places. Really? Yeah. Guys, no more money spent on weed or drugs or anything. Just breathe correctly. There we go. <laughs> Beautiful, man. 
Yeah, so, so to, just to come back to the exercise, uh, to explain a yes, little bit further. Uh, when you do things uh, with your breath held at the end of an exhalation, your oxygen levels drop a little bit and your CO2 starts to rise. And um, if you get better at doing that, you start to get better um, at tolerating CO2, like I said. Yeah. And also your uh, kidneys and your liver start building greater thresholds for being in those situations. So mm -hmm. essentially, you when you do these uh, breath hold techniques, you become a lot better at uh, exercising, training, because your body's used to being a little bit low oxygen, a high CO2 state. And your body, you can train yourself to be calm in that state. When you So when you feel breathless during a workout, this is exactly when your oxygen is a little bit low and your CO2 is high. If you spend some time there outside of your training, like visiting that place of a little bit low oxygen or a lot, depending on how strong you do it, high CO2, what happens is when you return to your uh, given exercise, it's going to be much easier because you have to breathe less and you've been there. You recognize it internally. I've been here. And then you can incorporate mindfulness into it as well. Like I've been here. No need, no, no reason to panic. It's all good. Yeah. I'm used to the to the shit. I'm I'm used to bad weather. We say in Portuguese. Mm. <laughs> we say it in uh, it's a it's a Portuguese. I, I'm 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 slowly trying to teach yeah. people Portuguese through the podcast, like giving them hints of shit. And it it's uh, if training is good, we say uh, at tempo ruim o tempo todo. Which means it's bad weather the whole time. <laughs> it's bad weather constantly. And yeah. Which means like every time you go into the, it's not sunny, it's not nice. It's a storm that you're working yourself into. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And when you do that, you simulate being in high altitude. And um, being in high altitude physically mm -hmm. is very demanding of your body. It's very tough. That's why you can't live up in Mount Everest. Everest mm -hmm. Because there's almost no oxygen depending on how high you get. Man, those Sherpas must be insanely oxygenated or something, right? They just have insane levels of CO2 toler toleration. Yes. I, I heard people doing like tests on them and it's like their blood cells yeah. are huge. They're like something like that, mm -hmm. that their capacity to hold. Yeah. And uh, if you visit, visit those places physically of uh, basically simulating being in high altitude, your body makes insane adaptations. Yeah. Like you also get high altitude sickness, right? Could be, and that's because you alter your uh, pH of the blood. Too and, much. Uh, if you do that for too long, you can get high altitude sickness. Oh my god! But that—that's pretty impossible to do that on sea level. <laughs> yeah, you can try, but I don't think. I don't think you'll. <laughs> Congratulations be to the first <laughs> courageous soul <laughs> to reach Valhalla yeah. on sea level because of high altitude sickness. Yeah, your body, your body gets better at producing energy, and. Every single cell of your body needs energy. That's an interesting concept, and I, I love it. I love the fact that we can actually, like, if you were to build your cardio... And, and this is the thing. I never wanted to... I hate consistent static movements, mm -hmm. you know? So that's why I also do not like going to the gym. I do not like repetition and yeah. stuff. I like flowy training. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, which also means that I hate running. I don't hate running because of the physical part of it. I love that. I hate the rhythmic consistency of things. I cannot have that. Mm. And my mind has to be 
continuously active which makes my life a lot happier if i can because jiu-jitsu is already very cardiovascular yep so to grow that more even so would be controlling your breath while you're doing exactly what do you think about those high altitude masks uh a high altitude mask i don't know why they named it that way (laughs) it's funny uh, most of them just restrict your uh, breath flow. They mm. just uh, restrict you breathing in. But yeah, another funny thing. Uh, you see people wearing those in, uh, those things in the gym, and all they're doing is panting while wearing that mask. Mm. You're you're not gonna go to high altitude if you just pant with like <sighs> while you're wearing a mask. The only thing you're doing while wearing a mask, only while wearing a mask and just keeping your regular breathing going on is just training your diaphragm and your breathing muscles because you're breathing against resistance. Uh, but if you incorporate breath holds into it, again, after the exhalation, then you'll start dropping your uh, oxygen saturation. Then it becomes interesting, these masks. Mm. So the people are not using it correctly. Yeah, most of the people. I mean, it's, it's very good, very good for uh, staying calm under pressure because the minute you put it on, CO2 levels start pooling inside of the mask. Yeah. So you're constantly breathing in CO2 again. And mm-hmm. CO2, high CO2 levels is what makes your body try to breathe, you, get you to breathe more. But you can't because you're uh, breathing essentially through a straw using one of these masks. It's like when you had that, we had that whole corona mask period. Yeah. You could feel it. Yeah. It took a moment to adapt and then mm-hmm. get, your, get your body back into, yeah. into a position. There you go. Beautiful stuff, man. I'm actually curious to see 33 minutes. And you were thinking that you that you that you wouldn't be able to talk this long. Yeah, I don't know why I think that. I have no idea. I can. I think my. I'm I'm very grateful for my girlfriend, by the way, for listening to me all day. Yeah. Because sometimes I talk the ears from her head. Poor uh, girl. Yeah. Poor girl. Courageous woman. So I'm, act- I'm super happy that I've actually walked into a space where I get I'm accepted to talk a lot. It's kind of a cool yeah, thing. Yeah, you're free to to say whatever shit you want. We yeah. can go into the racist stuff now. No, I'm joking. <laughs> 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 My dream is to get canceled eventually, and then uh, <laughs> and then I reach the max. No, I don't. I don't want to get canceled. Don't cancel me yet. Yet. Beautiful stuff, man. I love the. Um, is there any aspect of that you would if you if you could consider that every single um how should i put this question what would you say to the people if you knew that they're all listening right now start breathing through your nose start breathing through your nose yep only there's there's so much there, yeah i mean that's probably the only thing i could uh, say that gets picked up if i start talking about all the other stuff but first Pay attention. Pay attention to your breathing mm. as much as you can. And uh, start breathing through your nose as much as you can. Essentially, you should only breathe through your mouth when your metabolism is very high. So during intense training, you should breathe through your mouth. And then even then force yourself to breathe through the nose? or No, because then what happens if you're, uh, let's say you're preparing for a competition, for example. Mm. Uh, and you want to stick to nose breathing because you know it's good. I did it myself when I was experimenting with all that stuff. Uh, what happens if you stay nasal breathing while you're supposed to be focusing on your technique and other things is that then your technique suffers. 
because then you're, you're nasal breathing. You want to increase your intensity because the other guy is also fighting you. Uh, but you want to stay nasal breathing, which slows you down. Uh, so then your technique, your, tactic, your tacticality and your strategy suffer because you want to keep your breath up. You have to work outside of your training on your breathing so that you kind of don't have to do it inside of your training. Hmm. Basically, okay. the, the 23 hours that you're not training are when you're supposed to be working on your breathing and getting it right. Right. Beautiful stuff, man. Yeah, breathe through your nose, breathe a little softer, use your diaphragm. This was a hard interview for me because every time you said breath, I got back to my own breath. <laughs> so I'm like an idiot here thinking about the questions and like, oh yeah, shit, I should breathe. <laughs> so yeah. if you guys are listening to it, calm down. Just remember, think about it. Pay attention. Observe, observe yourself. That's something that has been coming back every single time here. Observe what you're doing. Mm. Know what you're doing. It's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, and if you want really rapid uh, learning experience in breathing, just ask yourself, why am I breathing? A couple times and try to answer that question. You probably don't need, even need a breathing instructor to answer that question, but it might take some time to answer it. There you go. This is homework for you guys. Ask yourself this. Why are you breathing? And, I'll, and, I'll, don't, and don't be a smartass. <laughs> I'll make it even better. Dean Lister once asked John Danaher, why would you ignore 50% of the human body? Mm. I would propose a question. Why would you ignore 100% of the human body? There you go. Why would you ignore 100% of the human body? Of your breathing. Doesn't make sense. Beautiful stuff. There is also a couple of things that I would like to share with you all. Chaim is, is busy with uh, a couple of interesting things, a couple of interesting uh, um, companies, projects he's working on right now. I would like to have your attention for that for a moment. Yeah, so I'm working uh, together with a friend of mine and uh, we make literally the best cleaning products in the world. It's, uh, it's uh, derived from microbes and enzymes. It's completely organic. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't damage the world. It actually helps our natural ecosystem yeah. uh, with becoming healthier again, which is uh, which is the real problem to a lot of things. Um, and in comparison to something chemical, if you clean something with a chemical cleaning product, you never take uh, the dirt, let's say, away. You always half it, half it, half it, and keep halving it until you're it's never going to stop, basically. What our product does, the microbes and enzymes, they work together like a colony. Uh, they consume, consume everything yeah. and they turn it into clear water and CO2, which goes back uh, to the trees, to the plankton, and mm -hmm. the water goes down into the soil, which helps the soil also become better. Uh, long story short, these products can also be used on jujitsu mats. That's the most amazing part. Yeah. Um, well, not the most amazing. The amazing part is that we're not damaging the whole world exactly. <laughs> in the first place. Yeah. To those listening. Yes. So the, the cleaning. The, what's the problem of jujitsu mats, or what's the oh, problem uh, in jujitsu in general? Dirty ass motherfuckers that just don't clean themselves. <laughs> That's one of the things. 
walking off into the barefoot into toilets and then walking back. I know, I know. Uh, people that have dogs, and I love dogs, and I think that every gym should have a gym dog. <laughs> but it's a hard thing to keep clean and consider that. And there's a. I'm happy that the people that I train with and that have that have dogs and stuff like that, they keep their dogs clean, right? They they focus on that, like clean their feet and stuff like yeah. that, and clean the mats extra. What else? What else? What else? Shower after you train and before. I would even say shower before you train. Cut your nails, people. Cut your damn nails. God damn. Brush your teeth and put on some deodorant, please. <laughs> yeah. So those are the major problems yeah. I have. And also, once you're done using a mat, clean it. It's part of the ritual. Yeah. It's part of the And if you clean it with microbes and enzymes, they they love it. They love organic rest. They love this stuff. They live with this stuff. They go on looking on the mat for any leftover skin, any leftover hair, blood, doesn't matter. Anything that's organic and anything that's organic on the mat can grow and uh, basically combine itself with bacteria. And then you get a bunch of viruses that are very, very dangerous to human beings. And it can cause uh, ringworm, staph infection, and you don't want that because it's it's kind of dangerous, you know. Staph will fucking kill you. Yeah, the staph will kill you. Stop playing around with your health. Yeah, and the beautiful thing, the microbes and enzymes start going towards all these organic rests. They consume it and they turn it into clear water and CO2, and it wrinkles down into the mat. It finds a place. It's, it keeps building there. They keep multiplying. Yeah. Uh, and the beautiful thing about it too is it keeps your mats healthy problem problem with chemical cleaning products is that your mat becomes hard stiffens up oh yeah and then becomes like when you get that mat burn on it which mm. makes it worse then because then now you have an open wound yeah plus like a dirty mat yeah plus you're getting another open wound and another one and another one and another one like micro cuts yeah that fills up with bacteria. It's problematic, and uh, we have a solution. We have a solution at uh, Bioconcentrat, and this is uh, a cleaning product that uses microbes and enzymes to take out all the organic rests that's on your mat, keeps your mat nice and healthy, and keeps your people healthy, so they can keep training. That is a beautiful thing, man. Making the world better. For sure. There is there is a belief I have that um, we are all we are all um, called to make the world a better place and I see it like a fortress that we all have like a ringed city and all of us are trying to expand that city mm. And but all of us have one tower to defend and that specific tower has a specific meaning and if you're taking care of the world by creating a product that is better and slowly expanding that part of it and I'm staying on my part trying to make people think and consider what they're doing and having free, unbiased, uh, uh, truthful information given to them so that they expand their minds. Yeah, that's surface right there. There, there you go. That's surface. Mm, yeah. Beautiful stuff, man. Thank you very much. Every single, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for you that are listening, every single link and every single product that you hear coming back during the podcast is something that will be linked back on the bio you can find it there in the beginning any single website that I'm going to take and I'm going to ask all the people that come here to also eventually give me uh, a book to add to the book list 
that I want to create the cauliflower book list where people uh, give their suggestions mm. of important books and important movies even for them to watch that's a beautiful thing man thank you very much for coming yes thank you very much for giving this awesome information and uh, is there anything else you wanted to say Thank, I'm very grateful for you as well that you gave me the ability to express my truth, express what, I, uh, what I'm about and uh, just inspire people, just inspire people. You gave me the chance and I'm, I'm really thankful for you. And we're going to have a bunch of other conversations, I'm sure of it. There's another, there's a bunch of other episodes coming, guys, and I'm definitely, definitely inviting you back. Nice. Oh, Sounds good. Thank you very much, man. Thank you.